Good morning. The Lord's blessings to all of you this day. So thankful to have you in word and worship this morning. Um, it is a special Sunday, as you can see from our presentation on the screens in front of you or in your bulletin. Uh, we are celebrating LWML Sunday, which is very typical for our first Sunday in October. Uh, today's theme, or this, this, I believe it's the yearly theme now for LWML, is Our Hearts in His Hand. And we are going to focus on that theme as well as the uh, verse uh, 1 Peter 4.22 uh, during our sermon time today. Uh, why don't we, uh, I, I did, uh, I can't go in purple because it would be out of season, but I did wear my, uh, my stole that I had made, that, that was made by me by my previous church's LWML and quilting group. So this is an LWML made stole. And I wore my purple cross today, so I'm doing my very best. Why don't we begin with a word of prayer? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your many blessings, especially the blessings of uh, the water and the word that come together and is a baptism. Lord, uh, through baptism we die and rise again, and we are given new life and new hearts. We are so thankful for this sacrament uh, the sacrament that also brings us together as a church and as a people of God. Uh, this day, Lord, we ask that you would continue to uh, renew and refresh us uh, in your word, uh, that you might make us come alive, uh, condemn our sin, but make us alive in the gospel. Feed us with your body and your blood. This day, Lord, we ask that you would fill us up with good things, that we might be your servants in the world, sharing that good news of forgiveness and salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Our Old Testament reading today is from Ezekiel 36. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanlinesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my just decrees. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from 1 Peter, the first chapter knowing that you are summoned from the futile way of inheritance from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with precious blood of Christ, like that of the lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifested in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth 
for this sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. This is the gospel of the Lord. We now have our children come forth for a children's message. So 
Shema, rule one. Two was love God in all these ways. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Jesus finally reminds us of his last important reminder. Shema, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And you shall love your neighbor as what? As yourself. So the reason that I'm talking to you today instead of Pastor Jojo about Jesus is that I'm in a group. And in my group, my friends and I, we try super hard to love people. And by loving other people, I mean we try to serve all kinds of people in all kinds of ways. We serve food. We make stuff. We send encouragement and prayers. We visit people who are sick. And we give people and organizations lots of money. And with this money, they're able to go and spread the message about Jesus and about Jesus and God's love for us. So God loves us so that way we can be loved. And in my group, we, we even gave so much at the national level if we raised $2.15 million, which still knocks my socks off, and which means we were able to fund a bunch of missions. Now, when adults use the word missions, what they really mean is there's times and places where people go to help other people. So if you do missions, we're trying to help other people. Sometimes it's in our own town. Sometimes it's all over the world. So that's a pretty big love your neighbor kind of love. So here's my challenge. I love that you got to listen to me today. Maybe you could think of some ways to love and serve people. And it's, when you use the word missions, you can remember there are times and places you must go and work and try to help others that need it. And by helping others, we can show Jesus love. I love these hands. And in the back, on that window, um, it's like a door window in the back, there's tiny hands and they're taped up in the shape of a heart to remind us that our hands are used to love and serve each other. And that we, when we serve another person, we are loving our neighbor, like Christ would want us to do that. And as you can go out this week, I want you to think, what are some ways that I can show love to others? One thing I do with my group, and I forgot it, but parents, in the back, on that table, there's these little boxes, and they look like children lined up around the world, and parks in, in the world, colorful. In that box, it's called a mite. And what we do is I put coins in my mite box, and all these tiny coins, all this little money, adds up, and we send it to missions, and we get to help people. We get to serve others, and help people, and share the love of Jesus. So parents, feel free to grab your mic boxes, and you can always turn in those mics to any LWML lady. So the group I'm with is called LWML, and it just means Lutheran Women's Missionary League. It just means we want to serve people and help or helpers. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus. He taught us about the most important things in life. Please help us to love others better. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is LWML Sunday.
stands for Lutheran Women's Missionary League. They are an auxiliary of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. They have members throughout North America. As the word missionary in their name suggests, they sponsor mission efforts reaching around the world. They do that with their mites, small offerings that help together uh, more people learn the good news about Jesus. That being said, for this LWML Sunday, I'd like us to think about from our epistle lesson, 1 Peter 1.22. You can see that in your bulletins, and I'll read it to you now. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. You can picture today's sermon by looking at the logo for LWML Sunday, Our Hearts in His Hand. That's on the front cover of your bulletin if you want to look at it. Think about that for a moment, a heart and a hand. That's what a transplant surgeon does. He takes out a diseased heart with his hand and puts in a new one. And that is what God has done for you and for me. Do you see the cross with the drop of water in the logo? You know that that represents Jesus dying for the forgiveness of our sins, and the drop of water represents baptism. Baptism gives you a new heart, a pure heart with all the benefits of Christ's death and resurrection. Long ago, God had promised in the prophet Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. Ezekiel 36, 26. God has now kept his promise. Unlike a physical transplant that lasts only a few years, the new heart God gives you through baptism will live forever. Now, why did God give you and me this transplant? Well, here's why. I have within my heart thoughts and feelings, ideas, and urges that are sinful. If what's here, deep down inside, were ever to be seen, I'd be so ashamed. I would never want to be seen again. Are there things in your heart that you are ashamed of, worried that someone else might know? We are born with original sin, inherited from the sinners before us, Adam and Eve, and everyone since. We daily commit actual sins as well as the original sin we've inherited. Sooner or later, though, what is hidden down deep will be known. Hebrews 4.13, no creature is hidden from God's sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. This sin in us, this original sin, the actual sins that we have committed since, this is the old Adam who continues in us, yes, even in us, who are forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us. Still, this sin will continue until the day you die. When you go to the funeral home to pay your respects to someone who has died, that person before you is no longer sinning. When you die, you stop sinning. And that is the wonderful mystery of baptism. Baptism brings us to the forgiveness of Jesus Christ here and now and gives us grace to live new and holy lives in the here and now. St. Paul says this, We were buried with Christ by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. 
St. Peter describes it as a new birth. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So mysteriously, strangely, somehow, baptism is your daily death and new birth. When a surgeon transplants a human heart, new physical life comes to a fatally ill patient. Now God has mysteriously given you a new heart, a pure heart, newness of life, and with the life God gives, you have love, his love. We return to our sermon verse, 1 Peter 1.22, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. I'd like to say two things about this verse. Number one, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, sounds like you've made yourself pure by keeping the commandments. It's not at all what Peter means. Peter is simply talking about faith. Our new heart, our new birth, makes us children of the Heavenly Father, who trustingly look up to him and want to live holy lives for his sake. For being pure before God is not our doing. It is by grace and grace alone. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, Ephesians 2.8. The second part of our verse is when Peter says faith is for a sincere brotherly love. We could paraphrase it this way. Now that the cross of Jesus has come into your hearts through baptism, love one another. Once again, the logo shows us well. The cross comes through baptism into your heart, into my heart, into our hearts, and each new purified heart is surrounded by a much bigger heart. That's the church, a big-hearted place where all our hearts are together in his hand, a big-hearted place filled with love. As we experience... <coughs> During the COVID crisis, we can hear the word of God over the internet, but being together in person around the word is the truest and most wonderful reason we come together. Together with one another, God gives us his word, his word of new birth, of life and love in Jesus. Together we receive this transforming word as we hear it, spoken and sung as we receive it physically in baptism and in the Lord's Supper. There are many reasons to come to church, but most important is that here all our hearts come together, not only together with one another, but most importantly, together with one another in Christ's hand. Divine worship is different from other groups or associations you have during the week, maybe you belong to an organization like Kiwanis, Rotary, a veterans organization, American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars. Maybe you are part of a country club or a fitness club. These things are all fine and good. But isn't there, shouldn't there be something special about fellowshipping with church members, gathering as the baptized to hear God's word and receive his body and his blood? 
That is what's unique about our coming together each week in worship. It's here that God comes through his means of grace to make us a big-hearted fellowship filled with his love. That's how we love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And that is why we gather together as God's people. But it's not just each other. It's also those outside the church as well. Jesus is not content to hold only us in his hand. He reaches his hand out to others. When a leper met Jesus and reached out, begged to be healed, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. When Jairus' daughter died, Jesus took her by the hand, said to her, Talithi kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And she had new life. When Peter tried to walk on the water and got scared and sank, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him. And he took them, the little children, in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Today he reaches out his hand through you and me to people who do not yet know his life and his love, to people who have spiritually diseased hearts and desperately need a new one. Remember when I mentioned organizations outside the church, civic organizations, veterans groups, and the like, it's good when you are involved in these things. It's very good. It's good because you have an invitation to extend to people who have struggles, hurts, their hopes, their joys, but they don't know Jesus. You're there because you have a heart, a new heart in his hand that is reaching out to others. I'd like to conclude with a quotation from Martin Luther. He asked the question that we're probably asking, that Peter is asking, that our verse is dealing with, 1 Peter 1.22. What then is a pure heart? What is meant by a pure heart is this, one that is watching and wondering what God says and replacing their own ideas with the word of God. This alone is pure before God. Yes, purity itself, which purifies everything that it includes and touches. Therefore, though a common laborer, a shoemaker, or a blacksmith may be dirty and sooty or may smell because he is covered with dirt and pitch, still he may sit at home and think, my God has made me a man. He has given me my house, wife, and child, and has commanded me to love them and support them with my work. Note that he is pondering the word of God in his heart. If he attains the highest purity so that he also takes hold of the gospel and believes in Christ, without this, that purity is impossible. Then he is pure, completely, inwardly in his heart toward God and outwardly toward everything under him on earth. I pray that this describes each of us as we ponder God's word, replacing our will with his word and loving and thinking of people around us. Members of the LWML, thank you for your example and your encouragement. I hope we will all take this logo home to remember the transformation that forgiveness has brought into our hearts and lives through baptism. Coming together in worship, God makes us a big-hearted church that extends his hand of love to everyone. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly.
1 Peter 4.8. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We now have, uh, well, let's stand and say the LWML pledge together. In fervent gratitude for the Savior's dying love and his blood-bought gift of redemption, we dedicate ourselves to him with all that we are and have. In obedience to his call for workers in the harvest fields, pledge him our willing service wherever and whenever he has need of us. Consecrate to our Savior our hands to work for him, our feet to go on his errands, our voice to sing his praises, our lips to proclaim his redeeming love, our silver and our gold to extend his kingdom, our will to do his will. The great task of bringing the lost and the erring into future Good morning. morning. Lord's blessings to you. I just wanted to make a note. The flowers on the altar today were given by the LWML. You'll notice that they're in purples and whites. So that's uh, par for the course. The Lord's blessings to all of you as we continue his kingdom work and his kingdom field. I love you all very much. and There's not a thing you can do about it. Lord's blessings.